Wow, we're opening a topic. I'm to opening a topic with you guys uh, that I have been hesitant to open and a lot has led to it, including me having a lot of upsets uh, about the online world. Some of those, uh, some of you saw my private post um, on Facebook about how this content I am in with the coaching world and especially with the online world where, you know, I have 2000 people reading and opening my emails and a bunch of people binging the podcast every single week and how little, um, how much hiding there is and how much lurking there is and how many people are actually consuming my content and how few of those are willing to um, acknowledge that they're present, that they're reading this. And it's been very confronting for me because it feels like sometimes in the online space it really feels like we're being sort of like peaked on you know um where there's a lot of judging happening and i understand that people need to sit with the material and so all that but there is very few people who say okay sitting with this oh, okay i get it or you know maybe this doesn't quite fit or whatever it is or hit a like or whatever it is or respond to an email it's such a minority i would say that's probably like one to two percent of the people and I see it through the email statistics. It's, it's wild and it's crazy and it brought a lot of sadness. Um, and the same thing happens during my event. I used to do pretty big events that'd be like, you know, up to, I think the biggest one, we had about 350 people on Zoom. The events recently have been much slower because I'm going through a pretty big transition in uh, my spiritual orientation, really. Um, and in a transition in my business to bring my business fully under the umbrella of the higher self. And my events are much smaller, but it still happened last week when I was very, very transparent. Like, this is a co-creation event. We're doing this together. Uh, two weeks ago, actually. Uh, we're doing this together. And there are still people who are just lurking who come under the account of Zoom user. And I ask them to introduce themselves or be on camera, one of those two, and they just don't do it. And there's people who have been doing it who have come to, I want to say, I know specific names of people who have come to 20, 30, 40 events that I have done in the past, like over and over and over. And the ones that weren't on live, like I would see, you know, there are these groups that will give you the list of people who view the videos, right? And I would see their name and whatever. And they not once, I would say like, hey, so-and-so, you know, and there would just be no response at all. And it it's opens a lot of woundings for me. It's... It's very vulnerable where we know people watching, but they're not willing to say, hey, I'm here, you know, I'm listening, I am, I am, I'm getting, I'm taking it in, I'm listening, I'm here, anything like that, like not, uh, not acknowledge their presence. And there's something really uh, unbalanced about that. And there's something that I have to deal with in that because um, <laughs> it has been very confronting to me. It's been really difficult it brings up a lot of um unsafety it brings up a lot of um resentments about why this is the way it is you know and at the same time it is something that i've had to put up with because i am committed to service and i want to be in service to everybody not just to the people who are who are uh, willing to just kind of have this energetic exchange that it is and um you know um, anyway, so this whole topic is another level at which I am willing to step into my vulnerability in like a full 
full thing and at the same time am I ready for it like not totally to be perfectly honest because I think there's going to be a lot of people just sitting and judging and not fully acknowledging their presence and just you know that and at the same time there's going to be people who this is going to touch on a deep level they're going to have their journey they're going to have their realizations so without further ado I want to jump in this podcast I'm going to title it journey to journey home to God which is very controversial for me, very controversial. There is a voice inside my head that says, oh, this is really disempowered. You should just be, it, you know, this is lacking power, blah, 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 you know, you're whatever. Like there's all this stuff, right? And it's, I'm watching it. I'm like, huh, you know, where's that coming from? So this, this connection, um, this connection to higher power, to the creator, to the loving creator, to something bigger than me has been fruiting uh, for quite a few years. It was not from the beginning. It was not since I was a child, anything like that, because I was actually raised atheist slash agnostic, somewhere between the two. And, but I did have this strong inspiration and a prayer to come to a place where I'm living life as a prayer. And at that point, I didn't had no idea what that even means on a practical day-to-day. You know, what is the priestess life? Not the term that is hijacked by the lower astral, but what does that actually mean to live life one day at a time, one day, one minute at a time, actually being fully, fully embodied in my higher self, in the here and now, receiving that guidance. And that's the journey of discovery that I'm on. And that's the journey that we're doing together as a small circle. That's so much of the journey we did during the identity reset two weeks ago. Uh, that was the free, uh, free kind of preview and the journey that we're embarking actually tomorrow with my clients, with my new clients in a small, very small group circle. So, um, by the way, invitation, if this calls you want to do this work with us, you there's still time to hop on that train so send me a message and i'm gonna send you the details and we can figure that out so um first i feel called to jump in and share about the industry the coaching industry that was my uh kind of going off the path i like decided i wanted to really get one with my higher self and all that and then uh trauma happened abandonment happened and i ended up in a coaching industry um working uh, some of the things that really put me off the path away from from my higher self from God but at the same time it was a way to God nonetheless because every distraction every detour we go there we're pulled there to uh, sort of discover that which is out of alignment so we don't make that mistake again right so sometimes uh, we end up in those places because we have to clear blind spots and we have to sort of move farther away, fall for the traps, become in a really dark place spiritually, um, discover the Maya, the divisions, the destructions, the glamour, the money, the power, whatever, until we start waking up to it. And then we, there, there comes a point where you start kind of getting the knocks on the door and seeing the messages from others uh, that are on that journey back home, which there's not a lot of people in our industry. You know, I am seeing two two that I have seen in my circle everything else that talks about soul work and everything else does not seem authentic does not seem real it seems uh it's more in the 4d field um 
heavily influenced by the distractions and um, the matrix and the lower astral. So, um, and I have my fair share of hijackings and whatever and blind spots that I don't even know about. You know what I mean? Like we're all on that journey. But um, there is a thing. Uh, what came to mind was the Luciferian trifecta. Money, glamour, and power. This is the three things that Hawkins talked about. And it's one of the most important pieces of his work. So this is the, those three things that calibrate below 200 that serves as the distraction to pull the spiritual aspirant that enters the coaching industry off their path. And I'm walking the path of seeing it for what it is and detaching from the distractions and the entrapments. And we have to be really familiar with every single one of those at a deep level so that we stop being hooked by it. It's something that you sort of have to transcend and say lovingly and consciously no to it so you can actually be free to be following your heart and the path of trust and faith and service and receiving and giving. And um, we have to want to see the truth of the coaching industry. It always starts with a prayer. You know, somebody pointed it out to me two and a half months ago. It's like when I was really struggling uh, with this coach, it's like, wow, I feel so lost. Like, how did I say yes to this? A coach that was completely hijacked by the low astro, right? And, um, and I was told to pay for the, pray for the truth, like really genuinely want to know the absolute truth of something. Not like, what's my truth? Well, my truth is that I really want to be angry at you right now. You know, that's, that's not really the truth, right? That's the truth of your, your wounded parts and whatever. But what is the truth in the matter? So in this moment, I don't really have a full picture of everything that is going on in the industry, right? I'm not doing a full investigation in all the ways that the industry is hijacked and all the messaging that has gone awry. But... Um, I was in a $20,000 program with whom it doesn't matter, not the point. If you're in the same program, it's on your path to be there. It's going to be a beautiful journey. You're going to become much more stronger out of this and you're going to learn a lot. And there's also a lot of healing in there too. And uh, so there's no need to be scared of that. There's no need for fear. Um, I'm not here to warn you against so and so and the devils on the industry. It's not how this works, right? It, it's like if, you're, if your soul is really pulling you there, be there. Be present. Pray for the truth of be there and learn something from it. So um, how do I frame this? Hmm. We're in this 3D reality. The celestial, the true spiritual reality starts at 5D. So what's the between? It's the astral realm. It's the higher and the lower astral realm. It's sort of like, there's a lot of things in there in the 4D, but uh, it's what a lot of people think of as spiritual, but it's really not. Because spiritual, I think of as like the pure awakening, the pure journey home, love and truth. There is a lot in the 4D field that is not that, that is non-linear, that is magical, that is glamorous, that like is really cool and really attractive. Uh, but it's not 
um, it's it's not it doesn't bring you a lot of joy and love and love and happiness and truth into your life. You know, it doesn't. Um, it ultimately you don't end up in a much better place because of it. Sometimes there's entities that are 95% actually the stuff that comes through is actually helpful and it's healing. There's a lot of truth to it. There's a lot of entities like you look at some of this stuff, some of this channel stuff. I'm like, ah, this is really good. But that's, that's why we get hooked. If it was bad, then it wouldn't work in the first place. There's a lot of, uh, and Hawkins talked about this in literally every single lecture. Um, maybe not every single one of them, but so many lectures, like, I kid you not, I was warned so many times, and it was like, yeah, it's like, they have been doing it for millennia, the astrals have been doing this for millennia, they're very good at it, you start channeling, like, it's going to be very appealing, they know what they're doing, they're freaking masters of their craft, but you calibrate it, you muscle test what you're channeling, where you're getting the information from, is... It's a lot of good stuff. It's beautiful. It sounds like love. It's like, but it's, it is the wolf in sheep's clothing. It's very difficult to see it, but you muscle test the intention. It's like 190, you know? So where is this coming from, right? So that's, that's the, the, the false light that we have to be super, super, super careful with. Me personally, I no longer get involved with things like tarot cards. I know this is controversial. Um, I don't know anything about divination, but I wouldn't go there. Um, I Astrology is good. Astrology is fine. Calibrates like 210. Vedic astrology at 400. I would not give power away to it, you know. Um, I sort of said no to channeling. And I'm very careful from about receiving any kind of like energy healing where I don't know where it's coming from and having muscle, muscle tested or had that being muscle tested by somebody who is very, very impartial, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there's, there's, it's just so risky, like Abraham Hicks, another controversy for y'all. Um, a level of consciousness, 190, right? Doesn't it mean that it's, there's not a lot of truth to it. There is, but what is the intention? 190 means there's going to be something that is going to hold you back in there, right? So you can, I guess you could look at it as like, I'm going to take what serves me and leave the rest. But do we have enough discernment to do that? Or are we at risk of falling for some of that? But again, some people would say like, if that's your destiny, go for it, right? So for you to really feel into your body and using your internal navigation system when it comes to these things. So the... Uh, coaching matrix is very much heavily feeding influenced and feeding into these religious traumas. And uh, again, the coaching industry has so much good stuff in it. There is a lot of really, really helpful information, really beautiful modalities, a lot of beautiful people doing a lot of beautiful things and also information that is derailing you on your soul's path. And it will come down to money, power, glamour. Those three topics that have so much, there's so much that is being, the, your woundings, it feeds on your woundings, right? So money, it's feeding into our wound, our disconnection from the divine, not feeling safe, not knowing how to trust, not trusting that we are in good hands. I mean, do you blame us? <laughs> Speaking from 
uh, as a someone who is a single mother who literally had seven days of maternity leave feeling completely unsupported in the world by the by the masculine right and the feminine but like mostly the masculine is the women who are actually much more supportive of me in my life right but so unsupported so much like having to burn myself to the ground and work so hard to feel safe and then having to go overboard and it's just like I have to make so much money that I never have to worry about this because it is the scariest thing when you're pregnant and when you have a new mom and you have to deal with this by yourself not knowing how you're going to pay the bills it is traumatic but it is because we do not have access to the higher frequencies and we're not healed or receiving we have not healed our relationship with God and we don't know how to trust and we have so much pride and we have so much reluctance to uh, receiving and so on and so forth right so the money the the wanting to make lots and lots and lots of money does feed on the wounding and then you have to ask yourself do I want to build my business because I want to make a bunch of money to feel safe in the world or do I want to be truly devoted to the heart of service do I want to be used by the divinity and through me, through my expression, through my voice, through my mouth, come the things that are going to heal me and heal the world and like restore us to sanity, right? So this is, this is where like money really pulls us off track. And then you'll see a lot of the, uh, a lot of the examples that, that in the personal branding that is so heavily focused on luxury uh, because it is feeding that wound, right? Everybody, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, yes, I want to... Yes, I want that. And uh, hmm, yeah, you have to be super, super, super careful in that. It's not that money is wrong. It's not that money is bad at all. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that a lot of that money advertising is feeding our wounds. And we all just like, oh my gosh, give me that. I'm going to do anything to make the money so that I feel safe. And then we take all sorts of detours and become, it, it just, we become prostitutes really in a way and there is a sacrifice that is being made and we're not following what we actually want to do and the people we actually want to serve and the gifts that we actually want to serve because we don't think it's going to sell we do this other thing that we have been promised is going to deliver us the money and the safety you see what i mean it's it's really powerful hook glamour is the next one it's feeding on our wound of not being accept, accepted belonging excluded as a human exile for those of us who have been bullied severely bullied for years and years and years and dehumanized in a classroom and and all sorts of rejection either in this life past life whatever and it's in our energy field then we're going to be seeking the recognition the likes the views it is so within us like we want that we want to never have to feel like I am the trash, I'm the dirt, nobody cares about the completely unworthy, unimportant, whatever that was that the wounding uh, brings up for you. So this is where the glamour and like, you know, engineering the celebrity or whatever, you know, becomes really juicy. And we're willing to um, maybe share stuff and teach stuff that we know is going to bring us the liking. And not really the stuff that is controversial. Uh, not really the stuff that is actually... Because every time, as a healer, as a visionary, you're bringing a topic that is actually going to restore sanity on earth 
it is going to trigger the fuck out of people. I guarantee you that once you start speaking a visionary talk, visionary language, and you start bringing the truth into reality, it's going to trigger the fuck out of people. And if you have these woundings and you're feeding into these woundings of wanting to look good, wanting to be liked, wanting to be loved, it's going to be so incredibly difficult for you not to buy into what's being offered right on the platter. Just teach this. Just teach this. Just get into the money game. Just, you know, take pictures with your Lamborghini or somebody else's Lamborghini or whatever it is, you know. Oh my goodness, you know. Power. Power is like a very special wounding. We have resistance to power and we have attractions to power and we have to let go of both. It's always the attractions and the aversions. Let go of the attraction to money and the aversion of money. Both. Gotta work at both. Gotta go to aversion of glamour and attraction to glamour because there might be time where your higher self will, will ask you to be very, very glamorous. Because you're going to be prominent. You might be a visionary. You're really going to have to step into the light. Right? But think about it. You cannot have attraction to it because you're going to be hooked by it. You're going to be addicts. And you see all these rock stars doing drugs because they, it's like a really high to be in the, in the stadiums and whatever. And it's like they can't be without it. And if it goes away, it's like they go crazy. You know, because it became a drug. You can't have an attraction. You can't have an aversion to it. The coaching industry is such a great playground for this. Like... Try it out. Run some big events. Do some big PR for yourself and notice what comes up. But work it with the intention of freeing yourself of it. Power. Same thing. We got to let go of the, both the attractions, the aversion. Be like, whatever, fine. I can run a team of 100. I can have a 1,000 clients. You know, I don't have anything about power. Like, influence. Like, if, if, I, if my higher self asks me, okay, this is how you serve. You're ready, whatever. You're the leader in the space. Then you do it right? If that is not what your higher self is asking you to do, you don't do it. It's the attractions and the aversions. There's so many people who want to be an entrepreneur and they really, it's not on their path. There's just, there's just glamour in it. There is money in it or they think there's money in it. And they think there's, there's power in it. Like having control and power over how your life goes. It's all wounding. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Some people are meant to work for other entrepreneurs. Some people are meant to whatever, like serve in different ways, right? Some people are just meant to be a guide and share their insights or whatever, but they're not meant to manage large teams that get sucked into it, right? Like I'm one of those. I'm like painfully realizing that my energy as a projector, unless I'm like getting energy from generators around me, you can read about human design. I'm not going to go into details on this, but, but I'm realizing like I am a visionary, I'm a guide, I'm this and that, but I can hardly see myself, quite frankly, going like, okay, I'm going to have like 21 and once a week or whatever it takes to run a successful team and do all this like, you know, relationship building that is part of that. Like, I just don't see that. You know, it is not, um, it is not, my energy is not built that way. I don't have a motor. I don't have a sacral motor, right? So, but I did that. I did that. I've had a team of 20 up to 20. Uh, I ran a team of 12 in the coaching industry. I had 130 clients in my incubator. It was a lot. It was a lot. And there was a lot of money in it. There was a lot of glamour in it. There was a lot of power in it. And it was not me. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to serve. I'm here to be the vessel for 
whatever my higher self wants me to bring into the world and share with the world. But I, you know, falling for the trap of the power is not uh, where I want to be. Okay. So uh, I'm going to bring this piece to close. I'm the path that I'm on is the the path of surrendering and the attachments and the bondage of the self to, to these things as well as a host of other things. The triangle, the martyrdom, the just so many other things that um, I'm actually uh, starting this new circle tomorrow. I think I mentioned that. And uh, we're going to be letting go of all the things that are just you know, holding us back from really divinely led business. It is the most difficult thing. And I know some of you are already doing it. I know some of my clients are already doing it. It's the most beautiful thing to watch. And most people aren't, really. So if you, if you feel called to this and you want to do this work with us, it's not me telling you what to do by any stretch or imagination, but us sitting together, doing, to work, doing this work together under this intention, this very intention to be free in order to be the vessel right? So that speaks to you. I'm going to record another podcast. Alrighty.